You're listening to the Saturday Morning D&D Show with Jordan, the PH is silent, and Sir Lucian. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Saturday Morning D&D Show. My name is Jordan with a silent PH in the middle, and I'm joined always by my wonderful co-host, Sir Lucian, over at Sir Lucian Gaming. Uh, welcome, everyone. I saw that Zris in chat was active about seven hours ago in the oh UK boy. morning. He's so waiting. <laughs> you, you're waiting. Just they chomping at waiting. the bit for this Saturday morning. So, uh, Welcome, everybody. Good to see you guys. <laughs> yeah, we got Danimal in chat. Oh, my gosh. It must be oh, yeah. early or late for you. We, we've been talking stuff. It'll oh, yeah. come up in the show. Yeah, he's been... He was up. We were talking. He's got to hear. <laughs> we've got something coming up on Tuesday that's got everybody uh, a little bit excited because we had to... One person can't make our D and D game, so mm-hmm. we're we're kind of doing a switch to say, "Hey, what else could we do on that night instead of just canceling?" Oh, okay. but I'll I'll bring it up when we get to it. Yeah, that's fun. That's fun. Um, yeah, we're a we're a Dungeons and Dragons talk show. Mm-hmm. Kind of talk about all things uh, nerd and RPGs mm-hmm. with a focus on D and D because that is obviously what we play. It's really popular. Uh, mm-hmm. But we've been talking about X Men all morning in the pre show before we started to go live, and I was like, "Oh, I forgot to go live. You should probably do that." Uh, because you just saw Marvel's uh, Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness. Yeah. yeah. Um, how'd you like it? I did like it, and I was. We were talking. I've already watched it a second time just to go back through and see kind of the things because there's. It's a cool movie for. There's things going on in the background that you might miss because you're watching the main. You're listening to the dialogue. You're watching the story. You're seeing the cool people do stuff, but there's also cool things in the background that I think Raimi put there on purpose. Or even, you know, just little Easter eggs or hints of these different worlds you're going to. And you'll see different things like, you know, store names or signs or, you know, just different things. And I thought they played with the multiverse world thing mm-hmm. really fun. Um, I just thought it was a fun, fun romp. I, it, good enough that I watched it a second time. There are those types of movies where they can be good, but you don't really want to watch them again because you're like, oh, okay. Like if they have that cool twist, but now that you know the twist, there's no real reason to go back and watch those. But this one felt like you could watch it a few times. It could be a summer fun, just, you know, flick it on. And I was kind of waiting because I want to go see Thor, Love and Thunder. Mm. And so I wanted to make sure I saw Doctor Strange, you know, and got that through and got yeah. that in my in my head before I went and ran. Thor was very good, too. Uh, I haven't was, seen that one yet. Yeah, I won't talk about it. List. But it, it, was a, it was a different kind of Thor movie. And I feel like the, mm-hmm. the, Raider, the Raiders, the critics, were mm-hmm. rating it kind of like, well, and I'm like, you know, not everyone needs to be like a knockout of the park. Sometimes you just want a fun movie, and I felt like that's what what that was. Yeah, like I had a, I was just a fun movie for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked I like Doctor Strange more because he's my favorite Marvel character, but um, very mm-hmm. cool. So uh, I've been doing a lot of these videos on um, kind of like what ifs of the Forgotten Realms. These things came yeah. out called the Doomed Forgotten Realms, where it's <laughs> like an alternate timeline and the mysteries of the multiverse or multiverse in general with Marvel makes me think of this, like how have you ever thought about doing that kind of a, and then I guess we get into the strange by Monty cook where you're like jumping through different timelines or something like that. But I like the idea of having a set core group of characters that could go on some kind of weird adventure and uh, Mm -hmm. have pizza balls and hang out. (laughs) Yeah. I did do one campaign. I called it the black door. And I set it in That's Forgotten Realms <laughs> to kind of, yeah, to, to, to ground it. And I put it in Silvery Moon, which is where the, um, there's an academy there of magic. Mm-hmm. And uh, what happened is, is if, I, well, you know, you're the Forgotten Realms lore dude. There are some teleport circles 
that you can take from say Silvery Moon to Waterdeep if you're a if you know if you're in if you the know, know the right person, yeah. Right, right. Yeah. So or know they the were, magic and things like that, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what in my mind I was thinking, well, maybe they have a bunch of these little rings you can stand on but they put them underneath the magic place, but they want to keep them protected. So they have this hallway and each one has a door and you might be able to go to, you know, water deep and you might be able to go to these other ones, but sometimes they want to make a new one. This is what the campaign idea was. So they try to make a new one, but this one doesn't go to somewhere in forgotten realms. It goes to another world. Mm. So that's the black door piece of it. And once they realize this is not the forgotten realms world, the person that's making these portals wants to hire a, an expendable group to go through and see if this is a stable world. Is it a world they should begin to explore? Is it dangerous? Could something come through the door that could end this world so that they should just shut it down and destroy it? He kind of, But he's curious enough not to just do it. He wants to send like people he doesn't really care about. And so... The whole setup of that is, hey, I'll give you this money to go do this, and you can keep all the magic items and, and stuff you find when you're there. And all my players are like, oh, yeah, right. We get all the magic and all the cool stuff. And, and in his mind, I'm trying to portray this. But you can kind of tell he, if you don't come back, that's probably not a big deal. He'll probably just send another group. Yeah. Right? And so I was just like, oh, okay. And then I, I started playing with that. So then I was able to play with that door went to another place, and it had several portals. And they could go through those, and then the campaign was going to be about this party who would adventure and find these different portals, almost like um, what was the old Scott Bakula show? Sliders was it? Oh, was you're that? talking about? Or, well, uh, there were sliders, and there was another one that was the same, but they were jumping back and forth into is what you're thinking. In quantum leap, <laughs> he wasn't in sliders, but yeah, yeah. But the the concept was a little the same because they were going to worlds that were slightly different or changed by something like. I think Quantum Leap was about how history had changed the item, and he would go back and uh-huh. see what it looked like when it was changed. Quantum Leap was about multiple worlds, but something was different about the worlds. You know, like now you're getting them backwards. Sliders yeah. was a t- was oh, I'm sorry, worlds. And Quantum yeah. Leap, he went back. It's hard time. to talk about it all at once. Yeah, <laughs> your brain can't do all that. But I, I thought that would be a cool campaign. And then watching Doctor Strange, it kind of made me think of that also too. So it was kind of a cool. So I called it the Black Door, and that's what they would. They would do it. was a fun. It was fun because you could play with a Forgotten Realms thing, like you said. You could yeah. say, in this Forgotten Realms, you could have the spell plague in your next one in another world that they go to, or you could put in the uh, a calamity of some sort, or you mm-hmm. could say, oh my God, all of a sudden you're in Taldori. What's this place? You know, yeah. all of a sudden you're in Dragonlance, or all of a sudden. And that's kind you're of the fun places. of these multiple campaign settings and mm-hmm. what have you. Yeah. And also. Speaking of sliding, slides into our discussion on Spelljammer uh, because yeah, that's because what that's the big thing. That's what they want Spelljammer <laughs> to be, right? Like mm-hmm. you go sail the Astral Sea, and then through the Astral Sea, you find Taldori or you find yeah. uh, another campaign setting, and it, it's going to be the thing that connects us all. Is this yeah. uh, sailing the Astral Sea? So uh, the big news in Spelljammer, I guess, is they they released a a level an intro adventure. And it's called mm-hmm. Spellcata- Spelljammer Academy. They being D&D Beyond and Dungeons & Dragons. Yeah, like, Wizards of the Coast, sorry. Uh, have, yeah. yeah, Wizards of the Coast, who now owns D&D Beyond. They, are, they released yeah. this as a D&D Beyond online supplement. And you can go and click on it and claim it. I don't know what happens if you don't claim it. I heard some people didn't claim the Vecna dossier, and that is now, like, you don't get it. 
Like, it's gone. And I was like, really? And so okay. I was like, okay, it's one of those, like, they really want you to <laughs> sign up and be active to, to get this, to have your, mm -hmm. checking your email so they can advertise to you, I'm sure. Mm -hmm. um, I read through it. It's a fun little adventure. It gets you from level one to two. It kind of explains the basics of Spelljammer. You're on an island that is a known Spelljammer port in the Forgotten Realms, south of Cholt. And you are, like, the I new... just love the words you just said. Yeah. <laughs> You're the new recruits. <laughs> And you are going through, like, some training, and you're meeting NPCs, and it's the whole thing. Um, mm -hmm. And then by the end of it, you're level two. And then now they're going to release another one that gets you from two to three, and then a third and a fourth that will eventually get you to level five. And the actual Spelljammer box set adventure is going to start at level five, I think. So this is a way for, oh, well, why don't you just play for free, see if you like it, and then by the time you get to level five, go buy the, the box set, I think is what they're yeah. hoping. Great time um, I was actually talking to Ted because I read it and I'm like, I kind of want to run this. Like, do you want to, do you want to find you? You're good at finding people. I'm not as good at finding yeah. people as you. And so he's like, I'm on it. So he's looking for some people <laughs> and we're going to see if we can play it. Um, I think it'd be a Very lot of fun. Uh, and yeah, it completely free with art and stuff mm -hmm. and like a lot better than the Vecna adventure that we played. Um, but also that Vecna level 20 adventure was a, like a blog post on D and D beyond. So I don't think it was made by yeah, okay. uh, some head writers. This has Chris Perkins is one of the like uh, architects for this adventure scenario. Mm -hmm. So, or one of the Very lead cool. editors or something. So yeah, but yeah, Spelljammer Academy, they're calling it. You're like yeah. totally like a fun level one recruit. And they're, it's like, just reminds me of like boot camp movies and stuff where they're like, listen mm -hmm. up, you maggots. You, you think you could spell, but can you spell jam? You know, like, <laughs> it's so just good. stupid stuff like that that go through yeah. my head. I don't think it's actually written that way, but that's how I want to run yeah. it. So <laughs> I think you should run it that way. That would be great. Uh, be what's amazing funny. to me, this this is going to be the summer of Spelljammer, right? This is going to be oh, yeah. I think this would be the thing that stands out when you think back a, a year ago or two years ago. But if you do think back a year ago from today or even two years ago, three years ago, let's go a little further back. We always thought, we were talking about in our shows, you can go and check them out because they're still out there. Spelljammer was a meme. Spelljammer was, they were making fun of us for wanting Spelljammer and almost saying like, you want it, but you don't really want it. We're never going to do that. We're always, you were doing yeah. these other books. We had this feeling of they were just teasing us with it, but they were never going to do it. But yet here we are, you know, July 16th show, 2022. For those of you that are watching and not looking at your calendar, we Spelljammer is on the way. It's going to be here. We're within days of having our little hands, our little role-playing hands on it and getting to play in this Spelljammer. And it's a box set, three books, 60 pages. Crazy. I just, I love the idea that we went from, we might never get it to, we're going to have it next week, right? Yeah. We're going to go to our stores. We're going to pick it up and it's going to be there. We're, I can't wait. I really can't wait. <laughs> So good. Yeah, I was trying to remember uh, the the original Spelljammer for AD and D. Mm -hmm. um, I think that was like the end of the series with uh, with AD and D. Like, I think that completed AD and D. And I yeah, yeah, I feel like they did it at the end. Like, it wasn't in the beginning, so that you had bunches of books coming out. That's it was like it was towards the end, and I felt like. There was some stuff for it, but it wasn't, like, heavily supported. It, they were already moving on to whatever was going to be yeah. the next thing. 
Well, and it was supposed to be their big thing to combine everything. But no, now I'm seeing Planescape here in like 1998. So maybe mm. it was Planescape. I don't remember. Interesting. I'm a little confused now. Yeah. I'll have to look it up. Anyway, the, but the uh, it, it like, it did not do well. Spelljammer did not do very well. And a lot of people that um, liked it, because it changed the game so much, it was sure. really more science of like a ship. Science fiction, science fantasy. Yeah. Not even that, but it was, the, the way you played was like a ship mm-hmm. combat game. And so it's like, I have this cool character with these cool abilities, but I don't get to use those. I have to like mana turret on a ship, <laughs> you know? And so it's like, what you invested your character into the magic items you have didn't really translate to operating um a bow or something on a ship or like things like that Mm -hmm. and then there were you would get to the point where you could like raid the ship and then you could play your character but i think a lot of people were turned off by that uh and it almost became just like a a dumb meme to like to like it you know and i yeah Mm -hmm. but i remember it didn't i remember reading that it didn't sell well so it's kind of interesting because the way you talk, and I agree with you, I think it was originally um, a dumb meme. And people were just like, yeah, bring back Spelljammer, the worst setting. Um, but <laughs> also, not for me. <laughs> yeah, but I, I was like, yeah. I always really liked Spelljammer. And <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm surprised they did Spelljammer over Planescape. But they've kind of already introduced a lot of Planescape elements into the DMG. Because that's right. like, we're going to have our, our Great Wheel. We're going to have all of this there. Mm-hmm. And we've and we've already had an adventure that goes to Avernus and things like that. So yeah. uh, that's kind of solidified in core D and D five e, and now we can break away from that with this Spelljammer stuff. So yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, and they went to you know we we got to go to the Plains of Dread, got more explained before we're heading out to Wild Space, heading out to the Astral Sea. You know, we got more of Fey. The Feywild explained to us. We got more of the Shadowfell kind of stuff explained. I mean, at least a little bit more before we we this part was introduced. So I do think they kind of started to the leak in the planes a little bit. But I wouldn't say it was like the Monty Cook version of the planes game. Like that was the cool weird D and D that I also enjoyed. And I I think they could do a really good setting of yeah. bringing those books back of that kind of that whole you know of really explaining certain planes stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. really, uh, really yeah, and stuff. and. Uh, but that my point, I guess, is these those mm-hmm. that Planescape and Spelljammer were two settings that were trying to unify all settings. Yeah, and I feel like Planescape won in that great battle. Uh, mm-hmm. Thank you, mm-hmm. Moa, for the the five dollar donation. And uh, Silver Boulet <laughs> says, "Are you saying that Spelljammer is the Morbius of D and I'm like, I'm not going that far. Oh, I'm not going shoot, that, far. that is a Marvel movie I haven't watched yet because you're fine. Yeah, good. you don't need to. Oh no." Uh, but yeah, I, I wouldn't say that. I, I think it has its core fans, but it was just a little, I don't know. And then uh, it's it's weird to be a planetary exploration space fantasy crew when also mm-hmm. a lot of D&D games are just about like, let's go, especially with AD&D, let's go dungeon delving. So it's like, yeah. I found I found an old castle. Let's see what's in it. Uh, although not hard to do with Spelljammer, I think a lot of people are like, it's an asteroid? Well, what do I do on an asteroid? They're like, I don't know. There's Oh, you find a tunnel. Like, go. Ex- it's the exact same game. You're just in space. Yeah, yeah. yeah so. In my mind, the very first adventure that I wanted to run was they get their ship, they're moving, and they, they go through the space, and they come across a planet that's been broken up, and it's in pieces. Yeah. But you see a fort or a castle or a wizard tower that seems to be on one of the floating pieces. So they have this... Uh, option as they're floating through this 
large chunks of moon or large chunks of planet that have been exploded, but they see signs of civilization. They can pick, where do you want to go? What do you want to go see what's in there? Oh, what's still living in there, you know? And and kind of get, I, I guess the big thing is not worry about the science, the hard science, like how are they going to breathe? How are they going to stay warm? You know, how are they going to I think eat? that was another problem get too. get rid of that yeah. kind of stuff and just say, you know, it's magic, man. You've got all kinds of magic weight. You know, your ship comes with, basically a you know a bag of holding that has all the food you could ever want in it and then and water and fresh water so we're good and and the ships themselves contain the bubble of air that you need or maybe you could have a couple of different suits sometimes that you would use but it's more like a ring of breathing you know air breathing or something and then Mm -hmm. just just hand wave that piece off get rid of that because i'm not trying to dive into the hard science of it i'll play star trek adventures from you know modifius if i want to get into hard science school stuff which is a fun game um, I want to play. I want to play what they were calling sci fantasy, or not even sci fantasy, but like um, it, it's more of like that modern fantasy or high fantasy, science fantasy, that kind of thing. Yeah. Eberron style. You can bring a lot of that kind of stuff on. I mean, you could have a cool. What about a train that you're on that travels the astral sea and the, yeah. and the different places? You could just bring. I'm Eberron totally putting places. Galaxy Express three nine in my. Yeah. And Eberron my has cool floating ships that are perfect spell jamming ships, as far as I'm concerned. When you looked at the art and what they had, yeah. what would they call them? They called them like lightning rails, or, or there was. I thought there was. Well, they have a. Name. They have the lightning rail, which is a train. Uh, but they also they just have airships. I think they had a name yeah. for their airship, though. Okay, so just airships. But I thought sure, there was yeah. a name for it. Yeah, but. So I think it's cool. And I'm excited that it allows you, you always had, I say allow, you always had the ability to send your people to another. You could have done any of this as a dungeon master. You can make anything you want. You can put your players in Mario Kart if you want, right? Because we've seen it done. Mike Krujelicki did it (laughs) in an Ack Inc. And it went fantastic and it was beautiful. So you can do anything. But I also think that sometimes we need encouragement to say, hey, get crazy and wild and send your yeah. players to really interesting places and no idea can't work right we can do hollow earth we can do the cliff we can do space and astral sea we can do different dimensions we can do time travel we can do um multiverse you know whatever yeah. you want it's my there. my friend speaking of that my my good friend matt a uh, local friend here in town he came over last night to play gloomhaven and then we ended up just chatting for four hours and didn't play Oh, uh, but <laughs> um, but he ran a streamed game for a local huh. uh, game streaming people here. Um, mm-hmm. They're called like the Bottle Cap Brigade. I've watched I watched this one because my friend Matt was the DM. But oh, he cool. did a Deadlands D and D five E game, so he, oh, he changed up all of the classes to be kind of like western uh, ish, and then they played yeah. a western game. And he was like, Perfect. "Yeah, it was really." It, he said it surprisingly worked well, and he was really impressed with it. And I was like, well, there mm-hmm. you go. Like, you can do a bunch of stuff like that. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you can play anything in it. Uh, some people were asking, like, are there – there's not a – some people were asking about, are there any good spell jammer adventures? And there are a few that are – that I think are fun. Uh, specifically, there's one called Wild Space, which is, like, an introductory adventure to spell jammer mm-hmm. that I was actually going to use uh, for a game, but and that game ended up fizzling out. Um, so yeah, there, there are a few, but they really made a lot of their money on supplements and extra books for new ships, new planets to explore, things like that, um, rather than making a lot of adventures for that setting. And 
there's a this is a perfect segue into the videos that are on the Dungeons and Dragons YouTube channel right now, Wizards of the Coast Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. Channel. They talk about what is Spelljammer, what is Wild Space in the Astral Seas, and they talk about ships. And one of the best lines from Chris Perkins in that ships video is what we wanted to do with Spelljammer is give the players a mobile base of operations that could take them to any adventure anywhere. And this was the mechanism. This was the way they got to these things. So my idea is you can take any adventure you want, Greyhawk, Aberon, whatever. You're going to put a little segue piece in there of traveling on the spell jamming ship to get them to this adventure. And then you can play that Aberon adventure. Or then you can play that Dark Sun adventure. Or then you can play... Like you said, Deadwood, or you can you can jump. Don't just stay in Wizards of the Coast. Go to a Pathfinder one. Go to a you know a, a Abomination Vaults, or go to Monty Cook's Tolis. Hey, there's a spell jamming port in Tolis. All of a sudden, now we're in Tolis, right? So, well, and it's I it's no similar from uh, uh, going back to like Star Trek, where it's like, yeah. all right, what what's this planet? What's our adventure? Okay, we solve that adventure next week, and then you travel yeah. off. Like On there was the some week. criticism for the adventure. Because uh, of the 5e Spelljammer, because I think Chris Perkins said that it's going to be episodic and each one could be its own individual like mini campaign. And they're like, oh, so it doesn't have like a big overarching boss or something and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, but that's not like they want to go in a new direction. And that new direction is actually like Doctor Who. Like the TARDIS takes them somewhere. He solves a problem. They get back in the TARDIS at the end of the show. And then next week they have another problem. Like that can be a lot of fun to play. You don't need high stakes all the time. Looming threats. Like what what do I need to solve right now? (laughs) Or if you want to have that little carrot dangling through all of those adventures, you can, Mm -hmm. you know, there's a, there's some big bad guy that's actually manipulating uh people on a global scale or something uh, mm-hmm. or a universal scale so i don't know i i'm excited i want to read these uh really bad i think that they'll be a lot of fun when they mm-hmm. come out the and i'm curious about the ship mechanics um i really want to do that's the piece i want to yeah. see i want to see the new rules for ship maneuvering ship fighting you know some of those things because i think that'll be the piece that we get some added rules in mm-hmm. and then all the other stuff is just going to be a dungeon master setting up the the adventure the players playing their characters and having great fun shenanigans but i just like the idea that th- that's going to get added in i love the idea of flipping through books and books of spell jamming ships i hope if if i could ever make the game company we would just make book one spell jammer ships here's 150 spell jammer ships and get like those <laughs> super cool artists that are just like all of a sudden, you can build hundreds and hundreds of really cool art in, you know, ships. I think mm-hmm. that'd be fun as hell. <laughs> MCDM, you guys are doing that, right? You're going to give us a whole book of ships, I'm hoping? You got a book of monsters. Do we need a ship book? And You know, if this takes fun. off, that's going to be the next Kickstarter. Is someone's Probably. like, 30 more Spelljammer ships for your Spelljammer sure. campaign. But, for sure. But I, I don't... Lucian will buy it. Yeah. Making a setting-specific supplement is probably yeah. a... a that's going to shoot you in the foot. So. Yeah. But what it reminds me a little bit of, if any of you, here's, some, here's something for people in the, in the chat. Is there any Battletech fans out there? That was an old uh, tabletop RPG game I played, but it also could tie into a battle tactical game. But they had the role-playing game too. And they made their money off of 
building just books and books and books of, well, here's more mechs and here's more mechs and here's more mechs, you know? And so uh, if if we get all of a sudden three books of Spelljammer ships, I'm buying it. So maybe I don't know about (laughs) everybody else, but I'm buying it. So I like it. I love it. Yeah. So there are some videos coming out, um, obviously by Wizards of the Coast on like, what is Spelljammer? What is the difference between Wild Space and the Astral Sea? So, and kind of the art direction that they go with that, which I thought was yeah. cool. Sorry, go ahead. And tell me, this is the piece where I've heard the controversy, which there should never be controversy about D&D. But I still am seeing online a lot, like people are really, for some reason, not buying into why they changed the Wild Space Astral Sea and didn't leave it, the, the like you said, the, the phlogiston. The phlogiston yeah. and, and I'm just like, it's such a minor thing to, to, to be like, oh, I love this setting, but because they changed this piece, I'm like, meh. <laughs> um, I'm just like, yeah, where are you at on this? I, I, I think it's a, it's a solid, it's a no-brainer. It makes a solid, uh, it's a solid change from my perspective because mm-hmm. um, 5e is not about punishing exploration. Right. Um, the, there was a, a, a method with RPGs and early Dungeons and Dragons, especially like hex crawls where it's like, okay, how much, how many rations do you have? How much water do you have? DCC. Uh, you're going to have to start rolling like survival checks. Every hex you get away from here. And I'm not saying that that isn't fun and that doesn't have a place, but the designers of five E do not want to punish you for yeah. going over that Ridge and seeing what's on the other side. Mm-hmm. And the phlogiston specifically was a way to punish players. It, it made going to another crystal sphere dangerous, mm-hmm. um, especially because it's impossible to map where the spheres are. You kind of have to just hope you bump into the one you're looking for. Like, I, I'm pretty sure it's this direction kind of a thing. Um, it was flammable. There was no oxygen. It was really awful. And this is uh, the Astral Sea was a 4E mechanic that, again, they liked. You know, they changed the astral plane to an astral sea. The idea that it's this, like, vast ocean that interconnects worlds was popular. And so they're like, well, we're going to use that and replace the phlogiston because the phlogiston didn't make any sense. Like, why Why is that? And it, it makes a lot more sense to, rather than hitting a crystal barrier, like a crystal shell that you have to punch a hole through, instead, you gently drift and then all of a sudden you start seeing more mist around you and then boom you're now in this weird astral sea and you have to mm-hmm. sail that uh it's much more exciting you have to fight githyanki and astral dreadnoughts and all of these <laughs> monsters that have already been predetermined to be in the astral sea um mm-hmm. and it's a sea you're on a ship you're on a boat like it just makes mm-hmm. more sense so i think um people are always going to be upset with change because overall sure. as a as as humans, people do not like change, but this is a good change. Like, I think it's going to be a yeah. solid, it just makes way more sense. And if you want to have the phlogiston, then you can put it back. Put it back and in. And honestly, I would like to put it back for a special gateway. Like, you can visit <laughs> all these other worlds, but the minute you start going into the Astral Sea South or something, everything mm-hmm. turns red, it gets dark, uh, the air is flammable, you can't breathe, and they have to figure out how to go forward. And they, and maybe that's the way to Eberron, you know. Yeah. Maybe that's the way that takes you to the Mornland or something. Like, yep. there's a lot of possibilities Dark there. Zone. You don't have to throw it out just because. Was, and that's the thing we always talk about this. Like, yeah, if they make something new, they didn't burn your old books. Like, no. you could still buy the PDFs. Uh, nothing is lost, you know. <laughs> like, so anyway, yeah, my two cents. Yep. 
I that's where I was. I, I kind of knew that, but I was like, I, I've just been seeing so much talk about it. And sometimes I always wonder just with you're the dungeon master and your players, you can decide the types of games you want to play and you can make adjustments to anything. So if you love Logiston and that, put it right back in and it's going to work great in your campaigns. If you don't care, well, this, this didn't matter to you at all and you can do, you know, yeah. you can move on with that. So cool. I also, like it. There's also somebody yeah, else pointed out like this is uh, drunken Yoda said I should. He's like, you should publish a, a spell jammer adventure with old lore. Something that we forget about is whenever a new campaign setting comes in to the DMs guild, you now can make that you, you can mm-hmm. use all that old lore to make a new game for spell jammer. And so uh, that'll be fun to see what the community comes up with. You know? Yeah. Like, I think the DMs guild will be the really like, the big DMs spot guild, for this. For there sure. are some great, Eberron supplements that came out of that when Eberron became available, you know? Uh, less so for Strixhaven and uh, whatever the other ones, Theros and stuff. I don't think people latched onto those, but yeah, when you Ravnica, have all this older Theros. material to really pull on to make an adventure, like, I think, yeah. I would, I'd be fun to make a Spelljammer adventure. For sure. Um, there is also, I don't know if anybody's getting this, but Beatles and Grimm are putting a Platinum Edition out, so they're putting out, you know, a higher, same set that you would get in the box set but they're gonna I, I saw that there was like 20 painted miniatures coming in it they've got more maps both you know ship maps and area maps and things like that mm-hmm. um definitely high quality materials there'll be a bunch of stuff in in their kind of their tin versus like buying the regular box off the shelf so some people really like to get those special edition kind of things so beetle grims is doing a platinum edition of Spelljammer, which is super cool very expensive but again if you have a very if you have a very consistent group that plays at the table everybody chips in like 40 dollars, and you have a year or more of entertainment so it really mm-hmm. is, and then you get all the cool props and stuff it can be a lot of fun yeah um I would love to get some of those. And I've pestered that company and I'm like, come on guys, like I'll do a review and <laughs> they have yet to respond, but they did start following me on Twitter. So I was like, okay, Yay. step in the right direction. Very good. Uh, what's next? Uh, what is this dragons thing you're yeah, talking about? So here? did you Tell ever me read, about it? Did you read the Dragonlance books? Yes. Yeah. Um, I read the but first one. I was a one. kid. <laughs> dragons of autumn twilight, yeah. I think is the first one I read. And that's the only one I read. Uh, which I should give them another shot. Not another shot. They're they're good books. Uh, and the more I've been researching Dragonlance, it's a pretty interesting world. Um, mm-hmm. Specifically, I like... If you're a magician, if you're a mage in that world, the more you use magic, your eyes turn into um, a hourglass shape. You have the pupil of your eye physically changes. So the act of just walking around, people looking at you, they know, like, oh my <laughs> gosh, like this guy is powerful or something. And I thought that was kind of cool. Um, IGN has, because they're partnered with Hasbro or something's going on. They're getting all the, the drops. But IGN mm-hmm. has a Dragons of Deceit, which is the new book preview um, of the new Dragonlance trilogy. So this is the first book of the new trilogy that is coming out August of 2022. And I didn't really take a look at this. I didn't know the characters too well, but uh, it's out there. And you can read, like, a I don't know, the first couple pages out there or something. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, it should be, it's pretty cool. And then this is also coinciding with Dragonlance coming out um, in 2023 or the end of this year. Uh, I'm not sure when that's scheduled to happen. I don't think they've yeah. announced it. They just said I think that they've it's only coming at it, some right? point. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And I remember the, the older books to me was like that old 
70s, 80s style of fantasy. There's like kind of a whole, you know, Michael Moorcock and all those kinds of writers were writing a very similar type of high fantasy, or not a high fantasy, but darker fantasy. And I always thought this one was a little bit more about almost like a, a little bit of Arthur in the, in the Knights because they really dove into the, the different knightly orders. But then it was also a story about the twins and yeah. and how magic is kind of shunned in some ways. And, you know, you, you, there was definitely some differences there that I thought were interesting. And But I'm curious to see if the writers now, because it's the same writers, yeah. have they modernized their way of storytelling? Because they were certainly entrenched in the old style of fantasy books that you would put out. They wrote in that style. People loved it, bought those books, and that's a very specific style back then, I think. I wonder if we get a more modern or if it's going to be you know, a nostalgia back to, hey, we're still writing the same kinds of stuff because that's just who we are. Or have they changed kind of their style? Has the story changed in some way? Or what new thing might might they bring? So yeah. it could be interesting. And not having read like the whole series, a, a big part of me is like, it. what story are you trying to tell now with these characters? Mm-hmm. You know? Um, yeah. I get that a lot with the Dritz books where it's just like, okay, like I like Dritz, but what are we trying to accomplish with this character again <laughs> at this point? You know, like, I don't know. So we'll see. Um, yeah. but edgelord gonna be an edgelord is all I, those books yeah. are <laughs> but it's gonna come out it might it'll probably have a resurgence you know they always say the best thing to do to sell your first book again is to write a second book because well. then everyone goes out and buys the first one so mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. that's cool that's fun uh, Radiant Citadel releases July 19th which is in three days holy cow yeah. um, coming up coming on soon. a Tuesday Uh early release books have been sent out to a couple of streamers. I saw Fry Minis um, who, I even asked him, I'm like, how did you get on that list? He's like, I have no idea, but I don't question it. Because he doesn't have the biggest <laughs> following, but he, um, he's he been actively doing these flip-throughs for a while. So he's got a video out there where he just, they casually go through. I think he's going to do a more in-depth review later on. Uh, mm-hmm. But if you want to see the book, The Adventure, um, and his thoughts on it, uh, search for F- Fry Minis, F-R-Y space mini, M-I-N-I-S. And he's uh, got a, a YouTube channel where he did a flip through. And when I was saying earlier that we're going to get our hands on Spelljammer in a few days, what I actually meant was we're getting the this Radiant book, Citadel, Radiant Citadel. Yeah. But it is kind of the leaping stone because this is right into, you know, Obviously, it's going to be a spell jamming port. Obviously, it could be a way it to goes right it. into the plane. You know, they talk about moving to these different worlds. It's got to be mentioned in there. So, in my mind, it's kind of like the kickoff of that, and then we get the August release of the box. Yeah. Out. Yep. So I'm actually excited for this. I want to. I want to read through I, some of those. Yeah. And I'm. I'm really hoping to do a lore video on this. Uh, the Radiant Citadel itself. Like, yeah. I want to do a video on, like, like I did a video on Sigil. I want to do a video on the Radiant Citadel. Like, what is the Radiant Citadel? I think that's really cool. And this is the first time I feel in a while that I've gotten, like, here's a unique piece of 5e lore that we don't have. And so it's like, my references for this will be this book, because that right. is all there is. But I think that'll be a lot of fun, and people can get some information on that. It's good to get new stuff. <laughs> I like it, you know? Oh, Forgotten Realms kind of Like, things. I love old stuff, too, but, man, it's fun to just... I don't know. Like we're all creative people. Like come yeah. up with something cool. And again, I guess that goes back to like you know using the astral sea rather than the phlogiston. Like mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be exactly the same. So, um, 
this came this was brought to my attention i it's funny that i'm mentioning this because i don't think i'm going to crowdfund it ah. uh but <laughs> uh rickety stitch and the gelatinous goo is a interesting and funny comic book and the world of that they're they're kickstarting and i say i should say crowdfunding because it's not on kickstarter it's on backer kit oh that's right um, about but this. this is uh the land of eem and the land of eem is the world where rickety stitch is uh that comic book series takes place um and th- they advertise it as the lord of the rings meets the muppets and i think that's a great way of putting it where it's like it there are real stakes here but the characters are very, like, over-the-top and kind of silly. But there's real magic, there's real problems, but it is like, oh, I don't know. And so you have, like, a talking gelatinous goo and a giant frog and things like that. Um, the art looks amazing because a lot of the art is done by the guy that did the comics. And it just looks fun. I, it's very lighthearted. I think this would be a great one for, uh, like, younger kids to play. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe this is their next step before whatever. But you could also make... We just talked about making D&D whatever you want, and you could do the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to be three books, I think, of like... What's the system? It's a unique system that they made. Oh, their own. Yeah. Awesome. It's their own system. It's a D12 system where, uh, like, kind of like Monster of the Week, where you have, like, a hard failure, a medium failure, like a, a, a small success, an excellent success, depending on your 2D6. Mm-hmm. This is 1d12 plus skill, and you go from a complete failure to a complete success with, like, varying degrees in the middle. Uh, mm-hmm. And, yeah, and there's, like, magics and stuff. The art looks fun. So it's called Land of Eam. Um, Exalted Funeral, who have been making lots of... Uh, they're, they're an online store for indie RPGs, and now people are actually contracting them to run their Kickstarter, because they've been very successful. And so uh, the Land of Eam people contacted them and ran and said, hey, will you will you like run our Kickstarter? And so it's going to be an Exalted Funeral exclusive, I guess, uh, eventually on their, on their online store. Um, but you should check it out. The video's fun. It's really cool. I'll put it a link in chat. Um, what's funny, though, is I don't think I'm going to back it just because I don't really want another system and i feel like this it's they already they wanted twenty thousand dollars and it's already at like one hundred and sixty thousand dollars so it's gonna get well funded uh but i think it'll be one of those things that if it does catch on um it'll i'll be able to pick it up later if i really really want it plus Mm -hmm. i haven't finished the third rickety stitch comic book so (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but yeah so land of eam uh it's it's cool the comics are great uh it's Dungeon Crawl Classic Day. It's DCC Day. Um, July 16th, 2022. I found out that both of my game stores in town are not participating, so I was very sad uh, because I wanted to go pick up... Specifically, there's a there's a DCC Day exclusive that is seven new gods and patrons that you can have. Ooh. And I was like, oh, that's so cool. I want that. And all the new... Like, if you play DCC, there's like patron-specific spells that you can, like, get from them and from the deities and stuff. And I just like lore, and so I was really excited for that. But, uh, alas, nobody participated, so I will not be able to get it until it comes out on PDF later. But ah. uh, if they do maybe, that, we'll see. Maybe I'll go check my store. Maybe Go check your it. store if you want. I'll, I mean, hey, we'll see a Gen Con. Really <laughs> That's cool. right. Uh, and may, who knows? Maybe uh, Goodman Games will have some extra at Gen Con that they can, like, give away or something. 
Um, mm -hmm. But we were talking about it last week that I'm like, it's probably not profitable. They're like, we're going to have a Yu-Gi-Oh tournament instead. That's going to make us a lot more money. I'm like, yeah, I get it. But like, DCC is cooler than Yu-Gi-Oh. <laughs> there, I said it. I said it. Do you realize, besides what you just said, the other bombshell you just dropped were three Saturdays yeah. from Gen Con. We're three Saturdays from being at the hotel, then going to a gaming mecca and looking at all the gaming goodness. Probably seeing our friends that are others, you know, content creators or non-content creators that yeah. are going. I fly out. Then it's crazy. It's coming quick. <laughs> you're you're getting there Wednesday, right? Yeah. Yeah, because yep. I fly out Wednesday. So I'll be there yeah. Wednesday night. This is the earliest. I usually fly out and I get there like Thursday night or Thursday right. morning. But this one, the, the way the planes lined up, I had to go Wednesday. But that'll be fun because there's usually something going on Wednesday night. You know, people are out yeah. playing games, getting ready for the convention and stuff. So yep. that'll be fun. I can't wait. It's coming. It's coming quick. Lots of fun. I'm going to be packing games into my car while I have plenty of stuff to play. <laughs> oh, and remember, good. you got to put together a, a magic deck because we got to play magic. So, yeah. Okay. Got, it's done, Jordan. I, I got a Commander's <laughs> deck going on here. I haven't even opened it. I haven't even tried this one, but I do have the uh, the Dungeons & Dragons cards, too. I'm yeah. just I'm not going to put together a deck. I'm oh. going to take all the ones I have and put them into a deck, and I'm going to play it. Oh, <laughs> okay. I don't know what. Yeah, I did, you collected the whole thing so you can make decks. I just grabbed you a few packs and threw them together, and we'll play. <laughs> That'll be fun. Yeah, very fun. But I'm going to bring that. I'm going to bring... Um, Legendary again, which we played that last time, it, just in case people like to play it. I'd love it Oh, so and I'll much. bring uh, Easy D6, so we could do that. One. Yeah. I think that'll be really fun. That'd be cool. So It's going to be fun. So I can't wait for that to happen. We're definitely gearing up for it, and the excitement level is ramping and ramping and ramping. But back to Dungeons Call, Crawl Classics. I'm pretty sure you played some DCC, didn't you? I did, yeah. I, I got my friends together. Um, the last time we played DCC... So for those of you who don't know, I've been running... Um, I got some friends together, and we've been playing Dungeon Crawl Classics uh, with Hot Springs Island. So I wanted to, like, revisit Hot Springs Island, which has been really interesting, because when I ran it for 5e, my players went in a very different direction than these players. <laughs> and so it's like, uh, and I'm more familiar with the island now, too. It's been a lot of fun. Um, we, I, you know, I, I finished my show that I was in, the play, and yep. then I finished uh, some other projects. And so it's like, hey, guys, it's I kind of want to play games, which is why I tried to get Gloomhaven to happen last night. Mm -hmm. So uh, on Wednesday, we played DCC Hot Springs Island. Friends came over. They uh, decided to avoid this uh, tower that uh, the last time we played was January. Like, it's been a long time. Um, so they were, they were staring at a tower and I think they were just like, well, that sounds dangerous. Let's go somewhere else. So they just <laughs> left. And I was like, that's the joy of hot springs Island is like, you could literally go anywhere and I can just roll up new stuff. Um, and they ended up finding, fighting like a, a sludge imp, an ooze imp and a bunch of like boar that were running around. Uh, they found a, a weird floating monolith. Uh, one of my characters decided to eat some random berries, so I'm gonna I'm trying to decide if I want to like cause him a lot of pain the next time we play, <laughs> or give him some kind of advantage where he's like, oh my gosh, we gotta go back and find those berries. Uh, and yeah, it was fun. Like it was just a lot of silly, funny stuff. We don't play with a grid, and I told them last time I was like, you know, I think I might try to roll up the adventure ahead of time, and then maybe I'll use some of my terrain and we can build like uh the area that you're about to go into or something 
but man, it's fun. Like lots of lots of natural ones, lots of natural twenties, and like all of the stuff in between. Uh, our wizard, uh, who has never played an RPG before, and uh, I should not have given her a wizard, but that's what she randomly rolled, so she decided to go with it. Um, mostly out of complexity. But she's also one of those new players where she doesn't know that she's not held back by the rules. So she's right. like, well, I want to use my spell, but I want it to try and do this. And I'm like, that sounds really cool. Like, let's do that. Uh, and she was MVP because it was just like magic missile left and right. And roll. she rolled like a 19 on her magic missile spell. And so it was like, all right, you do like 1d6 uh, darts of damage that do 1d6 character level. And so she's just like, boom, 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 like shooting out all these magic missiles. It was a lot of fun. We had a good time. Uh, yeah, so that's what I played. And then um, DM Nathan is running his Black Company game, and we played that on Sunday. Uh, we are underground, and we're trying to figure out how to get into... Uh, there are these like crystal elevators that are going back and forth. And we finally found a crystal elevator, but in order to get it to work, you need to put in these specific colored shards. And the shards that we had that we found off of a monster we killed didn't fit. So, like, we had the key, but the key didn't fit into the keyhole kind of a thing. Um, and this was fun because I'm an artificer. And so I said, hey, I'm like a magical tinkerer. Can I have some wires and stuff and try to, like, hot rig it? Like, can I – or hot wire it? Can I can I tie the wire to the to the crystal and try to, like, make it work? Because I want to use, like, my magic – I want – I'm treating magic as – a science can i try to science my way out of this using the magical tools that i have <laughs> MacGyver. and yeah and macgyver and he agreed mm -hmm. so i took my paper clip and the gum behind my ear and i you know and i made this and so we got the um we got the elevator to work and then as we were getting out i was like well i don't know what's going to happen if i pull this out like but i need these wires to try and hot rig something over there or hot wire and so we were like uh i don't know <laughs> and this is funny to me, because story-wise, I think it's really interesting to say, we have a problem now. Like, I need those wires. The wires uh -oh. are holding the elevator in place mm -hmm. uh, magically. Like, what do you want me to do? And one of the players uh, was just like, well, we'll just say that doesn't happen. And I, like, looked at Nathan, and he's like, no, you need those wires. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> so uh, we ended up pulling them out. The elevator, like, shot up into the sky and um our wizard uh vortex dimensioned me like right next to the party so now we're stuck in this underground thing but that's yeah, where find we a wanted new way to, to go be. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um there was another portal in front of us uh that required some more crystal keys i hotwired those successfully uh or partially successfully the the portal was kind of flickering in and out but uh he had us roll a, just a straight 20 and i think it was just to see if we got a one Nobody rolled a one, but I really was hoping somebody was going to lose their arm or something because I thought that would be really right. funny. Um, <laughs> we went through this portal. On the other side was a desert of blue sand with a weird overcast sky that has like a pale white sun in the, in the front of it or at the top. And then off in the distance was a tower with the symbol of it that uh, basically the bad guys were looking for. So we're like, okay, that's probably their tower. We're in their like weird... Uh, blue desert blue dimension, sand world. Okay. but then right in front of us is a large uh, blue dragon sleeping, and that's where we ended the game. And I'm very sad because they're playing tomorrow, but I made a commitment, so I can't play with them. 
mm-hmm. but it would be it's would be so cool to see where that is going to go if they're going to fight the dragon if the dragon's friendly i don't really know but so yeah Very, i feel like i saw somewhere advertised that you're playing a game with other youtubers or streaming games. oh yeah I'm, that's the that's what i have the commitment so i can't oh, play okay. the game tomorrow because of of that so a while ago uh a lady asked me, and I, for, I think her name's like Gaming Mom Luna. Um, she runs a podcast where she interviews people about their D&D experience. Mm-hmm. And, um, and she was just like, I've always wanted to get these people on. And I was like one of the people. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I, I'll be on your show. Like, that sounds cool. Sure. So we're not streaming a game. We're doing like a collective Q&A kind of chat for a couple hours. Oh, okay. Um, so cool. that'll be on Sunday at... In the evening, I don't remember the exact date. Uh, subscribe to our Discord or follow me on Twitter, and you'll find out when it is. <laughs> so, but yeah, that'll be fun. We're just going to be on Twitch, and we're just going to be talking about Dungeons and Dragons and like how you got into RPGs and stuff. It should be good. Wow, you sh- you might want to practice talking about Dungeons and Dragons on YouTube. You- I'll think about it. Um, yeah. I'm going to start a podcast there. called the Saturday Morning D and D Show, so I can get a little more practice. In. Oh, I've heard that would be a good idea. Or the X-Men Saturday morning. Or the X-Men. Cartoon Saturday, show. Yeah. What was the other one? So I love X-Men. <laughs> what are the other? Um, and that's that. That's what I did with games. I had a lot of fun this week. Um, Very cool. Gloomhaven aside, I need to I need to pack up my Gloomhaven box that's over there. <laughs> yeah. What did Lucian do? What's I got to hear about Danimals in chat. He's staying up late. I got to know what's going on. Oh, yeah, yeah. So we fought a Fortress of Drow down in Dungeon of the Mad Mage. We're still going strong into the Dungeon of the Mad Mage. Um we, if you were watching the last couple episodes, we went and we were doing pretty good, but then we started to get our butts kicked, so we had to retreat. That gave them time to kind of prep, but then we came in prepared, and we did like a whole Mission Impossible, kind of snuck everybody in using like uh, uh, improved invisibilities, and um, somebody went ethereal, and we went right into the bad guys, basically main room and then popped out and started the fight to say aha now let's start this fight instead of having to work our way all the way through the the fortress of minions and uh massive fight starts out we're fighting all kinds of cool stuff there's a and we've always said we do spoilers on this one there's a mechanical spider thing going on so then all night we were sending each other how we were going to take the parts of the mechanical spider and add them to our our person so we're going to have like walker tanks or we're going to add it to our war force and he was going to have spider legs that could you know everybody had an idea for how a cool mechanical spider could be used in some way as a mount or a new pet or as something so that was kind of fun but it is all drow based again and i keep thinking if you're ever going to play your drow game grab those two levels yeah, because no. it's really good and they have all the maps and they have all the people um so it looked pretty good it looks like we're going to be able to free some of the the captives that the, these drow had this drow household were fighting and there was we did our line ourselves with one of the drow households, but we are battling this other drow household that we've just been laying waste to as we've been down here. So that's been pretty good. But right towards the end, we were talking about, hey, we're going to have to, you know, next Tuesday, one of our people can't make it. So just off the cuff, Animal said, well, you know, he had just bought um, Stargate as a 5e. Somebody put out 5e rules to play Stargate, I believe. Really? And he's a big Stargate fan. He was like, oh, I'm reading this or I'm into this. And I think this would be really cool. And we were like, maybe we could play that. Or, and then he said, and then he puts in chat a little bit later, or may, what do you guys think about a, maybe a level 21 shot? While this person's gone, we could just, you know, 
play something that's off and not just cancel the night like what is what we normally would do if somebody's going to miss. Um, so then we were typing in chat a little bit more and we're like, well, I could do, maybe we could do Pathfinder 2E. We could try to learn that game, kind of like we did with Invisible Sun, yeah. where we could play and learn at the same time. So I kind of typed, I could do that one or, or, you know, that might be interesting. And then uh, one of our other players put in, well, I have this really nicely done version of a 5e rule set for mass effect yeah we all went what there's this really cool website out there that has all this mass effect stuff built for the 5e system and we're going to play that on tuesday so we're going through the and we're all downloading mass effect right now because once you start to get into mass effect you're like i gotta go play it again because we all love the game so much but we're going to get to play in 5e rules mass effect and i think that's going to be such a cool thing i got to figure out what my class is going to be i'm looking at how the guns are working i'm there's yeah. all kinds of equipment there's all kinds of abilities there's you know all the different classes that are there and i was like hey when are we playing are we playing before shepherd are we playing during shepherd are we playing after shepherd you know it's like where are we at in the timeline what are we doing and it just sounded so cool to dive into a franchise that a lot of us really like and, and know quite a bit about and uh, so I already heard somebody's going to play. I think Daniel wants to play a Solarian. Um, I didn't hear what class he's going to play yet, but I was thinking, oh, yeah, Solarians are cool. I was like, who do I want to play? I have this not so played good. Mass Effect. I, it's on my oh, list of games, wow. but everyone tells me, yeah. And so I don't wow. know this world very well at all. Wow. I recommend playing through that. They have a like a remastered set out or a bundled set out. Yeah. That's what Danimal's downloading right now. I, um, I own the originals on Steam, so I don't know if I'd yeah. want to buy the... but. Who knows? I don't know if I want to going back and replaying them. I think they were fantastic, fun games. Great storyline. Good. See my Steam Deck to show up, and then I can play them. There you go. Get a Steam Deck going. So we're gonna play. We're gonna get to play Fifth Edition Dungeons and Dragons rule set. Fifth Edition Mass Effect. And I think if this goes well and that works really good, there's like a million things i want to do with the 5e then because if you can make guns work pretty well and biotics and stuff it looks like make them work kind of a little bit like spells and stuff but if you get that piece to work all of a sudden you can do anything if you can do that right yeah because that's the that's that's so good i just love the idea of that so mass effect we're gonna play that i'm just gonna be super happy to be able to talk about it next week and say this is how what this was and um but we've had a lot of cool i always like for dungeon masters that are out there that might be a thing you can think of if somebody's not going to make it like jordan has done in the past he will maybe pull out a board game and say well there's still three of us we could still play yeah gloomhaven yeah. we could still do this don't cancel the night just just pivot to something that'll work for the people that are there and then you can put, go right back to the normal session when when whoever can show back up so keep that consistency of people playing and having lots of cool different things to play versus getting in the habit of well we'll just cancel the session because i think if you do that people start making more plans about doing other things because well we'll just cancel the session i'm not missing out on anything so we'll just cancel the session and then that's how groups i think die and that's still a big part of dungeons and dragons is the old i get a group together it's fun for a while but then the die the, the group just kind of falls apart or moves yeah. on, schedules don't align, you know, the whole it's thing. It's weird being, it's not weird, but being a player has, uh, in, in Nathan's, DM Nathan's game, has been kind of uh, interesting because I did miss so much because mm -hmm. of the Puffs play that I was in that coming back, I'm like, I don't feel connected to these characters or this world mm -hmm. and that As is, much as them. Oh yeah, as much as the other yeah. players because they've yeah. been there the whole time. 
And I, I don't like missing sessions. Like I don't. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. if it was like, okay, well you're going to miss a session because of whatever reason, and we'll just play without you. Um, we'll play without you. I'm always like, Oh, I, I wish you would do something else. I don't want you to cancel, but I don't want right. that to happen as well. So, yeah. But I, I think just, yeah, getting people interested and looking forward to those uh, game nights is a good yeah, thing. Make it a so, game night. That was yeah. that was the perfect that. Make it your game night. And most of the time you're, you're going to play your campaign. But every now and then you can play something else just in case somebody doesn't quite show up. I like that. Sure. So that I can't wait to see how it works. I've been reading all these other systems. I'm still reading the GI Joe one I've got. I'm still reading um, through the Pathfinder stuff. I saw a really cool thing in that Pathfinder Book of the Dead. The way they did the art on the edges. There's a part in the book where it goes. It shows like a knight, and he looks like a, a pretty pristine knight. And then as the pages flip, he starts to decay until you get to the end, and it's a skeleton knight at the oh, end. Oh, that's of it. fun. And they did it in the artwork. And it's not yeah. even, it's just like hidden there. You might not even see it. I'm just like, oh, my Paizo's knocking it out of the park with these things. But it's so good. So I'm still really interested in, in getting into some Pathfinder 2E, but it's, it is hard to learn multiple systems. We kind of learned that with a, a Infinite Visions or Infinite um, Invisible Sun a little bit that you know, jump into another system sometimes because you have all this knowledge of the D&D 5e in your head and you're trying to not to confuse it with, well, how do we do this thing or how do we do that thing? And so, but I love reading systems. I love reading. No, how, I do too. I think that's most of my you know, like, six system easy D6 reading like, lately has just been weird systems and stuff. Yeah. And then speaking of D6, I'm still working on Modular. my uh, summer camp game. Oh, that that's right. I don't think uh, this is through Drive Through RPG is doing a pocket quest. I think it's called, and it's their it's their design challenge for whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I'm gonna work on it really hard. We we have a trip to um, Utah coming up, and I'm gonna sit in the car and write on my laptop is what I'm hoping to do. Um, but I don't know if I'll get it done for that. But I think I'll still try to like put it up on itch or something, or at least give it to my patrons. Um, right. But I, I'm basically taking the idea of a skill challenge from 5e and condensing it down to D6s and then trying <laughs> to tell a funny story at camp with that. Um, and I've been working on it when with little free time I have here and there, I kind of like get inspired mm-hmm. and write down in my notebook. But that's been fun. Yeah, because the seed for that is it's a summer camp or a... The theme is summer camp. The that's theme, it. that's it. You can that's do right. anything the you want. It has camp. to be less than 20 pages, and the theme is summer camp. But it's like, okay. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Um, cool. So right now, it's I have like a pretty decent kind of like little D6 system that I, I incorporated. And then, uh, but again, I haven't play tested this at all. And I was like, before I put it on drive-thru, I probably should play it at least once or twice. Uh, but I don't know if that's going to happen before I could get somebody to like edit it. And, you know, like there's a lot of work that goes into this, which is why they gave us like two and a half months, but (laughs) I don't have time to write in two and a half months. So I'm kind of like doing the writing, you know, 10 days before it's due. And yeah. yeah, Did you name your summer camp yet? Camp? No, but I made a, I made a, 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 I made a dice table. Where you can roll for a random name. Oh, uh, that's good. Should we? Should we? Well, here, let me. Let yeah, me it up. let's figure it out. Uh, roll some... It's you can roll two d six. You would think I would have two d six. Think here. you would. But you Normally, don't. I do. 
Um, they're like with that. They're not quite in reach. They're not quite in reach. I'll say we'll just randomly say I roll a two <laughs> and a one. Uh, okay, two and a one. Uh, my phone's dinging. Oh, yeah. that's not here. It's on this one. Oh, this makes for great television. Great for it television. It does. And podcasting. Is <laughs> your drive a deer? That's exactly work. what it is. <laughs> uh, Imagine. Doom. Dice are rolling. Um, a two and a one. You are camp. Uh, Lonely Pines. Yes. That sounds like a perfect place to go. Or camp. camp Pines. Uh, Eagle Star. Or camp. Black Trails or Camp. Uh, Willow Lake. Yeah, I got lots of them. They're kind of fun. I think nice. it's fun to do this. I like random, I like roll tables a lot. You should so. do Camp Sleepy Hollow. Um, I could add that Sleepy, could be, yeah. That could be fun. <laughs> could be very cool. Well, you know, you could, uh, you could, your wife would play test that with you. She seems like a summer camp. Was she a summer camp kid? No, we we all were. No. That was the thing is we all started talking about it. I'm like, what do you do at summer camp? And they're like, I never went to summer camp. I'm like, me either. And I was trying to think what? like, it's. It's really a Midwest East Coast kind of thing, uh, not an Idaho thing. Gotcha. It, I, well, there are a few, but like the, not like YMCA big areas that are like mm-hmm. summer camp heavy. Like, uh, the, yeah, I was like, I didn't have summer camps really. So interesting. I don't know. Interesting. Or my parents weren't wealthy enough to send me to summer camp. I don't know. You're gonna have to just go get all the videos and movies that you can find that are all summer camp related. I did I did grab <laughs> uh, Heavyweights. We're gonna watch that. Okay. <laughs> a couple okay. of other like silly camp movies that I'm watching. So Isn't there fun. one, I'm sure Chad will remember, something about meatballs? There's a summer camp themed movie or show. I don't know. Something about Salute meatballs. Your Shorts. That's on my list. Camp Nowhere. Camp Nowhere. I could see that one, yeah. These aren't good movies, by the way, but we're watching. No. <laughs> uh, that's our show, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. Uh, be here next week when we talk about Radiant Citadel, which will hopefully be out. We can read it and what have you. And Mass Effect uh, 5e. Mass Effect 5e. <laughs> uh, that'll be fun. Uh, yep, Parent Trap. Good one, Anna. Thank you. Um, I... Yeah, I'm going. On, I'm going to travel, um, but then hopefully I can find a game store in Utah to pick up Radiant Citadel, and then I can read it on the way home, which will be fun. That'd be cool. That is my goal because it'll be Who's out. Who's doing all this driving? Uh, the wife. She gets car sick, Ooh. so she drives. Because if she doesn't oh, drive, okay. she gets car sick. So I I get to Got just it. sit and read books and listen to music. It's great. That's not terrible. Uh, no, I I don't mind. So. <laughs> uh, that's it, everybody. Thanks so much for watching. We will be back next week with another episode of the Saturday Morning D&D Show. Take care.